0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday morning, May the 6th in 2020 on When I Rise. May 6th is a day that's kind of like seared into my memory for a couple reasons. Number one, it's my friend Jenny Bradley's birthday. So happy birthday, Jenny. But also, when I was a sophomore in college back in the year 2001, uh, we had a chapel service at Sterling College when I was a student, and uh, it was at night, and I remember we were there, we worshiped, and we did not leave for a couple hours extended beyond the normal time that we uh, worshiped, that we ended in chapel, because people just wanted to stay in the presence of God. So I'll always remember May the 6th. It's like this date. Uh, it's like on the heap of witnesses, the, the Mount of Witness, the Ebenezer in my own life, uh, those moments that we stack up, like God drew near, that was one of those times. So I always circle May the 6th on the calendar. But anyways, we're in year A and the fifth Sunday of Easter, and uh, I'm going to tackle the the Book of Acts text for today. So we're going to be in Acts chapter 7, verses 55 through 60. This is when Stephen is on trial before the Sanhedrin, and he's defending Jesus. He's witnessing for Christ. And so we're going to read those verses, and then I'll provide a reflection And then we'll spend some time praying along the passage this morning. Hey, thanks for making this party morning on winter rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Acts chapter 7, verses 55 through 60. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said. I see the heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this they covered their ears, and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city, and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. And Saul approved of their killing him. This is the word of, of God for us. The historical conclusion is that Acts is written by the same person who wrote the Gospel of Luke. And Luke's, one, of, one of the tropes of Luke's writing is to stitch together as many characters as possible to tell the wider story about God. So here in Acts chapter 7, we meet Stephen, who's one of the early characters and leaders of the church. Now, he's not one of the apostles, but there's a tense moment in Acts chapter 6 where they are aware, the church is aware that they need to have a little bit more leaders involved in order for people to make sure all the widows are fed within the life of the church and also the preaching and the teaching happens. And so Stephen is one of these individuals that they find to help make sure that all the people's needs are taken care of. We call them deacons. It's just a a fun word for a waiter, someone who takes care of the needs of others. And so Stephen is initially brought into the church to be a leader to help take care of physical needs. So it's kind of hilarious that in Acts chapter 7, Stephen finds himself preaching and teaching. He's actually thrown before the religious authorities who are controlling the temple, those who are against the testimony of Jesus. And Stephen is on trial. And instead of backing away, instead of caving, Stephen is bold in his faith. And Acts chapter 7 is this great long sermon and testimony that he gives that all of Israel's story has found its conclusion in Jesus. No longer do they need to uh, obey the temple worship and feel like this is where God and humanity meet. No, God and humanity now meet in Christ because Christ is the fulfillment of everything that they've been waiting on. And so Stephen is here, and the verses that we read this morning are important. Um, he is here at the end of his story, at the end of his testimony, and as he's he, he must have known that the shadow of hardship is getting ready to be cast over him, he sees heaven open and And notice the detail here. He sees Jesus, he calls him the Son of Man, standing at the right hand in heaven. Now, what's interesting is that nearly every other reference of Jesus being in the presence of the Father, he's sitting. He's sitting in authority, sitting at his right hand. He uh, is in the throne room and he's making decisions. And so it's peculiar here that he sees Jesus standing. So what's going on here? Uh, One option is that uh, this is an image what happens in the olympic games if you've ever been at a track and field event you know that whenever runners are making their final turn towards the home stretch that is quite a custom for people to stand and to cheer them in as they go to the finish line and skylar suggests this is what's going on here here's Stephen. he's given his life to god he's serving god and at the very end he sees the affirmation of the son of man he sees the affirmation of jesus Jesus is standing and cheering him on as he comes into the home stretch, And I think that must have been something important for him at this moment. And I think that's maybe something that somebody needs to hear this morning. There are some of us, we've been serving and we're like Stephen. Like Stephen, he's been signed up for something, but then he's kind of thrown into something else. Uh, I think some of us, we are uh, serving in the secret place and we wonder, what does all this matter? What is this all adding up to? There's some of us, We're parents, we're moms and dads, we're grandmas and grandpas, right? And like, we're working from home and we're also like homeschooling our kids and we're thinking, man, like, I don't feel like anything is getting done around here. What is all of this worth? Perhaps some of us, we uh, thought we were going to do this thing in church, but the church needs us to do this thing instead. And we might even think we're gifted to do this thing, but nevertheless, they're like nobody else to do the job. And so we're there, we're doing the job and we think to ourselves, when can I get back to the thing that I know that I'm gifted to do? Like when can somebody else take my place here? Maybe we have this like gnawing thing with deep within our souls that says, am I doing enough? Like is anything, is this all adding up to anything? And the message from Stephen's life meets us and we see that God sees it all, that he's the audience that we're really working for and towards anyways. And so, like Stephen, he's going to be standing as we finish our race as well. So I pray that we'd be encouraged this morning, that anything that we do in the name of the Lord is never done in vain, but it adds up to what God is doing in the world. So let's spend some time praying encouraging words over our souls this morning knowing that God is with us Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you today that you're the God who's with us. I thank you, Jesus, that you promise us that no one can take us from your grasp, that we are your dear ones, and you show love to us again and again. God, I thank you that you didn't allow Jesus to be abandoned to the grave, but you vindicated him in power as resurrection. I thank you that that resurrection power is now at work within our lives. So God, we lean upon that power this morning because there are some of us who are discouraged. Some of us are serving with all of our strength that you provide with the grace that you give us. And there's something within us that that gnaws at us that says, is this enough? Is this adding up to much? So God, we thank you for the truth of scripture today that says that anything done in your name, all the work that we do, if we do it in the name of the Lord, that it's not done in vain, but it adds up. God, I thank you that the grand plan that you have is that all things are going to be summed up in Christ. That every bit and every piece, that every deed and every thought, every intention that we have, it is adding up to a monument of grace. So God, I thank you today that the grace of God that brings salvation to all people has appeared. That you're teaching us, that you're drawing us, that you're causing us to be made right and to have this world to be made right. And so God, this day, I pray if anyone sits in a cloud of discouragement, if anyone sits in darkness today, I pray for a great light to be dawned upon them, that you would raise us up, that you'd fill us up with enthusiasm and eagerness to do the work that's in front of us, that you'd be glorified, and that we'd be blessed, because we have donated our life to you. So God, we pray that you would make it add up to all the things that you intend. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.